I'm Dan. And it's after work. Where we talk about the things that we do after work. Yeah. Not that boring stuff in the middle of the day. Ah, oh, Dan, the middle of the day, all that boring stuff, you know, where I am. I'm a, I'm a cobbler. I don't think we talk about the middle of the day. Cobble. This is not just... Cobbling isn't only for a tasty dessert. I make shoes. And Wait. I re- repair shoes. You cobble things together? Cobble them? Cobbler? Well, hefty, what? hefty fees is what I charge for my cobble service. Well, then, no, we're done with that. Cobble, 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 cobble. <laughs> I'm sorry for this. You got <laughs> my, cut off. That's from my Daryl Wake podcast. Hey, Dan Danielson. I, uh, you know how I, I've talked around Christmas time. I said I love getting gift certificates. Yeah. Uh, because it gives me an excuse to go somewhere. Mm. that I may or may not have gone to. And one of those gift certificates was from my mom, and it was to Powell's The City of Books. Powell's City of Books? That's Portland's most famous and probably largest bookstore. I think it might be like... Largest independently owned bookstore in the world. The world? If America. Not, if not America. I imagine... There's a, yeah, China's pretty big. Have they got wise? Are they allowed to independently own things? Mm. Oh, there's, yeah, there's probably a lot of books they're not allowed to read over there. Uh, also, <laughs> uh, bookstores real short, oh, real they, one shelf. They've gotten pretty wise and went digital on a lot of things over in China. We're still holding on to physical paper, and re- even though you know reading from your tablets, yeah. much much better. Why is your mom trying to contribute to the downfall of our planet? By forcing you to purchase books. You know there are more trees today than there were 100 years ago, Dan, in America? And how big are they? Oh, they're pretty small, but there's more of them. <laughs> there's how more of them. How many cubic yards of wood? How many board feet of wood are there in those trees? A lot it's Probably less. less. Okay, okay, all right. But there's more, technically, You're... because they grow uh wood specifically for paper you remember that giant tree that used to be most of the way to seaside the largest sitka spruce tree east of the west of the mississippi got struck by lightning it's gone now you remember that tree down in the redwood forest that was so big they cut a hole in it so you could drive right through the middle Uh it's gone now what happened? I don't These... understand how a tree would not survive having a uh, Sur- car-sized hole cut into the base of it. Survived for like a hundred years after, uh, and you know the the blight of the American chestnut that really took out <sighs> all trees all the way from the Appalachia all the way up to what kind of bugs are those? There's some sort of beetle. If you had beetles on your chestnut, would they be? Uh... Let's not talk about this. Uh, well, I went to Powell's, the city of books. My kids also got a couple of Powell's gift cards. So we made a family event out of it. And I thought, what do I need? What's my hobby right now is wood turning. Okay. Which means? Which means I need a book about wood turning to throw in the pile. Not one that I'm going to read, but, you know, to lay around. Coffee table book. Coffee table book. I don't have any coffee tables in my house, but maybe. You can make one because you got quite the wood shop. Okay. Maybe I'll make one. So I bought a, so I went there in hopes and I said, hey, I'm looking for the, walked up to this person's inside because it's still times of COVID and there's a person inside of a plexiglass fish tank with a info booth uh, sign in front of him. I said, hey, where's the woodworking section? Third floor, all the way up at the top. Powell's City of Books has many, many floors. Yeah, there's 
three floors, but then they're kind of like staggered. Yeah. So it might even be technically six floors, a full city block of of all every everything you could ever want. And uh so I go up there. Also the rare and like whatever books are up there in like in a, another enclosed room in a plexiglass uh fishbowl. But that one's like, hey, these are the real old and expensive books. Those we are can. like first editions and signed stuff. Probably like temperature controlled room and super covers are made out of actual leather, mm-hmm. but not human skin. There's one back there. Nope. The Necronomicon. They won't, they won't show it to you. They have it. And nor do they admit it. Well, I've, I saw it. Little known fact, H.P. Lovecraft actually moved to Oregon at the end of his life, took it with him. Oh. That's not true. That's not true. <laughs> don't don't spread that around. Uh, so I go up and I'm like looking around the uh, woodworkers section of there's like three aisles of all just woodworking different books, and I find my section. I see a a wood turning book, and there's a guy standing in front of it, and I say to him, and he's like picking up a book about wood turning. I say, hey, you got a lathe? I say to the fella. Okay. From my respectable six feet distance from him, you know. It's brazen of you. And he's like, what'd you say? And I'm like, I see you're looking at wood turning. Uh, do you, do you turn, do you turn wood? Do you have a lathe? And he's like, oh yeah, I am looking at this book. And I was like, well, I came for that section that you're standing in front of right there. That you're blocking that six you're, feet on each side of you. That you're blocking. You're taking up 14 feet, 14 and a half feet of this aisle here. And uh, he's like, yeah, I've been doing it for 10 years now. We get to mild little chatting. I grab a book off the shelf and I'm just skimming through it. And he's like, yeah, I've been doing it for 10 years. The only problem is I just have so many bowls, so <laughs> many wooden bowls. I mean, he's like, you should see my living room. I just piles and piles of, li- of wooden bowls. And I was like, well, I mean, once I get there. Christmas. Once I get there, it's Christmas. And pretty much anytime I'm going over to anybody's house, I'm bringing like a couple. Yeah. I'm just <laughs> like going to their kitchen, take like, pick up a banana and like a couple apples, just set them in that bowl and walk off. Mm. Like two, two, Sneak apple, attack. two apples and a banana sticking out the edge and uh, for no reason. And then, you know, you'll have a nice wooden bowl at your house, Dan. And nobody will ever know. I mean, it'll get thrown away immediately. Like I have, well, as long as I don't know, I've made I'll let you know. a total of all my bowls so far are pretty small. I need something to hold my spare change yep. on my nightstand. I don't. I made a ring. I have, I have, somebody gave me a ring, old friend of the show, Jay, from, uh, owns a guitar shop. He's a fan of guitars. He was on Parrot Dice Guitars. Started as a side hustle. That's the only reason we can talk about it. Loud side hustle. Uh, but he gave me a ring, cool heart, and an anatomically correct ring. Hmm. And I put it in this tiny little bowl that I made. It's my my ring bowl. Okay. So did, I have eight bowls, and it's only a week and a half. So did I'm, you did you make your ring bowl with a a post in the middle? A little post in the middle, oh, so it nice. doesn't slide. You know, get too wild and yeah. slide around in that bowl for some reason. But it keeps it in the center. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so 10 years from now, I'm just bowls everywhere. Your own bowls out. 
Or perhaps I'll just, you know. You move on to another hobby. Slough off. I don't know where I can go from here, Dan. Well, maybe instead of bowls, you'll have short baseball bats. Okay. What if you made, okay, hear me out. Listen. I was listen. thinking about Hold me. on. No. Okay. So I, you wait. have a staircase over here. I'm thinking you make a banister. Wait. Wait. Uh. You have a banister and the spindles on the banister all look like baseball bats. Baseball bat banisters. Mm-hmm. Custom sized. Custom. Because to the size that you're allowed to. Because, with... because the normal baseball bat, probably too long for a banister. Also, yours can't quite go that long. I can buy for probably another $200 an attachment that makes it a longer oh. lathe. Then you can just straight up make baseball bats. Yeah, that was that was part of the reason why I bought this lathe in particular, because you can go, it's 20 inches as it sits is the maximum length of turning something, but I can buy it to get it up to 48 inches or something. 48. But then it That's, wouldn't fit on my bench. That is four feet. I don't know if you can do math. What? But 48 inches is four Twelve feet. times four. <clears throat> That's fine. Dude, you're right. Anyways, uh, yeah, lousy with bowls. I need more wood now. I need better wood. More and better wood. I'm just... Uh, it, ju- it doesn't grow on trees, as they say. It does not grow on trees. It is trees. So I'm saying in a hundred years, I'm hoping there's less trees than there are right now because I've made so many things. Yeah. So basically. Hey, Dan, do we have any, we wouldn't happen to have any emails, would we? Well, if I go to our email account after workpod at gmail.com, I could take a look. Oh, would you look at that? After workpod at gmail.com, we have an email titled more board games. Yes. This is from Andy. It says, Andy, you made it again. Yeah, he made it in. The randomizer's back online. And somehow, I don't think it got fixed. I think Andy hacked the randomizer. Or maybe he secretly made that program that I'm using. Anyway, whatever. We'll see. Is he from Venezuela? Yes. Uh, Gentlemen, suddenly my wife has been all about playing board games. Oh. Did I talk about Wingspan already? No, I don't think so. We have played... We have played that a lot and Tiny Towns, but today the games were Gravwell, you're trying to pilot your spaceship to escape a black hole, and Point Salad, where you're collecting cards that have either vegetables or scoring conditions on them. I won Gravwell, but lost Point Salad. I had a card that made my carrots worth negative four points. Oh, and then made, my wife made me draw two of them. Stupid carrots. Andy. Sounds like, uh, what's that, like the the burger game, Burger Time, where you build a hamburger? Mm. Right? I never really played that game, but. We have one uh, card game that you build a soup. You build, it looks like it's a ramen. I forgot, forgot what it's called. It's in, it. the case looks like a ramen case. Uh-huh. And you build your soup. Okay. And like whatever, each one has certain point value. And you use like 
you have so many bowls that you draw and you can fill up these bowls with different types of soup and yada yada. But yeah, there's, I mean, a lot. Okay, Dan. Well, thanks for the heads up, Andy. And uh, so it doesn't say, but I assume you're saying that these games are fun. That's cool that your wife is uh, getting into game and playing some games with you. That does make it a lot more fun when you can play games with your wife. I assume you watched everything there was to watch on Netflix. You're all caught up on Squid Games. Caught up on the internet. And uh, you watched all the, the new movies that are out. and now Turned to the board game cupboard. You went back in time. Okay, so let's see. What do we got? We got Wingspan, Tiny Towns, Gravwell, and Point Salad. I have never played any of those games. What is your plan, Dan? I know we've talked about board games, but in your future, do you ha- do you want to have like a board game wall, a well-organized board game display wall with all your cool games easily accessible? Have you? Well, hold on. Yep. He's up on that easily accessible. Have you seen the Multnomah Whiskey Library? No. Okay. Imagine a library of something that's not books. But it looks all old fashioned-y, and there's a a ladder that goes up two stories mm-hmm. to that extra extra high shelf, or all those shelves that you can't reach standing. How about just a wall like that? But for board games? But for board games, maybe one wall's board games, maybe one wall's something else. I don't know, like whiskey. And there's a fireplace and a, and a, some chairs, and also a board game table, maybe. Would a board game table be just like a poker table? I think so. Probably just a poker table. Yeah. Maybe it's like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I already have a closet by eight foot and it's perfect for playing Warhammer 40K. Yeah. I'll just make it out of a sheet of plywood. Okay. And well, I I would like to someday fashion a table all to myself. Mm -hmm. That would be kind of cool. I have to figure out, it's one thing to have a table that has leaves in the middle, leaves, that you can make it bigger and smaller. Uh Uh-huh. I don't 100% know how all that works. Magic. Yeah. I kind of like the idea of a a solid table that's Mm -hmm. one size and it doesn't change, but perhaps legs that are easily removable so that you can, you know, fit it through doors because it'll be big. What about uh, the table comes down from the ceiling on chains? I've thought about this, and it's a bad idea because you don't want it wobbling or rocking. Yeah. What about uh, it comes down on chains, and when it's all the way fully down, you hit a button that magnetizes the chains, thus making them completely solid. What if you just had one <laughs> that came up in the middle from the floor and locked it in place? Okay. All right, we're getting. We're, this is this is crazy. We're in the weeds. This Brooks. is crazy. This is crazy. Thanks, Andy. Uh, Thanks, we'll Andy. Have to check out some of those games, and if anybody else wants to write into the show, it's afterworkpod at gmail dot com. Hopefully, you've been enjoying that uh, snowplow on the front of your car. Ooh, I watched somebody on YouTube with a snowplow on the front of a beat up old truck, mm-hmm. and they had a lot of problems with that truck. Why is that? Well, I don't. I think running a truck. With a snowplow on the front is a little bit more than it was designed for. Okay. I watched a YouTube uh, 
or this may have been on TikTok, and uh, it was a guy that strapped a four by eight sheet of plywood on his <laughs> car, kind of at like an angle uh-huh. that he was plowing his his driveway with it. That's ingenuity. Uh-huh. This this was a snow plow that had hydraulics to lift it up and down. Wow. And it was also two pieces, and you could move it in and out and change the angle. And it was a Chevy S10? It was a Chevy Silverado. Ooh. It was gas. It was a gas truck. Ooh. At one point, the exhaust broke off <laughs> just behind the catalytic converter. Okay. And then it sounded like a sports car. Yeah. At first, he was real worried. He's like, oh, no, what happened? I broke my I, – they, they borrowed this truck. But they've been constantly fixing it. So it's probably a good thing that this person lent them the truck. It's going to come back all fixed. And they, uh, they're they driving around plowing, mm-hmm. a lot of snow. And halfway through their road, he said it started sounding so loud. I was so worried. And he gets out and he, f- he finds the spot. And he's like, nope, just, just broken now. It just sounds like a... A performance vehicle. Hey, Dan, now it's time for a little thing we like to call. <laughs> around, 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 like, like fixing things and stuff, and but really I've just been you know making bowls, and I With made a, a magic wand last night. So there's that a magic wand. It's, well, a wand. Okay. I've yet to magicize it. Magic magicize it, but I got to send away to a wizard to have him mag magicize it, magicize it. And then, mm-hmm. and then it'll stick to metal things. Yeah, magnetize it, <laughs> magnetize it. No, magicize it, magicize it. Uh, but yeah, so I'm sorry for all our listeners out there. But Dan, I feel like you have been doing lots of stuff around the house this week. It's, I just got a feeling. I have. Is that true? I, I uh, remember I've been doing that that glass uh, cutting thing. Mm-hmm. Well, I've been frustrated because I have no room to do anything or I had no room in the garage because it was a mess. And so I cleaned up the whole section, the my workshop section of the garage. Okay. I got it all, the floors all cleaned up. Got rid of a bunch of cardboard boxes. A lot of cardboard boxes got thrown away or well recycled. Mm -hmm. And I I got a ton of stuff cleaned up. A lot of stuff got thrown out that was just garbage for some reason that was still sitting in a box full of stuff that I'd left from working on the truck, changing out parts. Why do I keep, why did I have a box full of old truck parts? I don't know, but they're in the garbage now. Yeah, that's the right thing to do. It would have been cool. Something about like cast metal. Even if whatever that thing was is broken Mm -hmm. you just don't want to just throw it away yeah there was a large piece of of, of, something a pipe that came off of the the water heater but no just do it man i threw all that stuff away and i i have a little a little roller 
thing that I built to stack totes on mm -hmm. that I built custom. And then I bought another one for cheaper than I spent on the wheels to build, <laughs> build the one that I built uh, that I just bought. It's like, you know, one of those mover. The four-way like uh, mover guys. All the dolly? wheels They're are four. Uh, yeah, I could call it a dolly, I guess. I, whatever you call it. But it's just it's just uh, basically a couple skinny two by fours. They're probably two by one or four by ones. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's just got like four pieces of wood and four wheels and some grippy fabricy stuff on top. And anyway, so I wanted to use that, but the reason that I haven't yet is because the spot I I built up a, a shelving unit with like three shelves. And a year ago, I took out that bottom shelf because I wanted to roll these boxes, all my crates and whatever, underneath there. Mm -hmm. So I took the shelf out, but there was still one two-by-four support going straight down the middle. And so I ended up just stacking things behind that because I didn't want to cut it. Mm. But I cut it. I said, what's the worst that can happen? All the stuff on the shelf. I mean, that's where you kept like your lead bars. There's three shelves above it, and there's a lot of stuff on there. I mean, a lot of camping stuff, a lot of, well, mostly camping stuff, really. Nothing. Some tools. Super heavy. Mm, a tool. There's a tool with a cast iron base up there. There's, Thor's hammer. Yeah, there's a Thor's hammer up there. Um, so these shelves are screwed into the wall on two sides. So this is in the corner. And the two-by-twos that are on the back and the side of the shelves are screwed straight into the studs on the wall. So that side is fine. And then it's eight feet long, and there's a two-by-four going all the way down to the floor holding that up. But this middle section, I put a two-by-four there because I thought, you know, eight feet, that's a long way. Yeah. But I cut it off. And so it's still connected. The three shelves that are still there are all connected with this two by four. Mm -hmm. And I kind of hung on it after I cut it out. And mm -hmm. it turns out it works just fine. So I don't have to worry about that. So now you can just slide stuff right in there. I loaded up my the cart, my little hand truck that I bought for my DJ gear. I put all that stuff on there nice and neat. And I rolled that underneath. And I stacked up both of my little roller things with all my totes. And I rolled those under and it was all nice and neat. Oh, nice. I think the next thing I need to do is deconstruct the wood cart that I built. I think my, uh, I watched somebody build it on YouTube. And I said, ooh, that would help me have more space. Because then I wouldn't have a bunch of random pieces of lumber laying around. I'll have a place to put them. Mm -hmm. It turns out it's probably taking up a lot more room than just stashing the wood somewhere else and just leaning it up against the wall. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, <laughs> just lean up. Now it's taking up. It's, it's two, uh, it's probably two 18 inches or two feet by six feet long and it's about three and a half four feet tall something like that yeah that's a lot it's a good size that's a lot and then when you take that thing apart think of all that extra lumber you're gonna have i said i have enough wood extra laying around just to build this i didn't have to buy anything except the wheels mm -hmm. 
So I bought those wheels and I built it and now I'm going to take it apart and I want to maybe build a couple of racks that just hook right onto the wall where I can put some longer stuff, get, get rid of that, reclaim that space. Nice. So now that the area has been uh, cleaned up, have you uh, made any progress with that, uh, the glass cutting, the glass bottle cutting, turning them into cups? After I did all that, I looked at my workbench, which is still extremely cluttered. Okay. And I said, another day. I'll do this another day. And I pushed things out a little bit just so I could have a little space where I can use my glass cutter. Perfect. And I managed to get a very good cut on a Cholula bottle, which is just a little hot sauce bottle, but a big size one from Costco. Mm -hmm. And then and that was a few days before I started doing this. And so it was just sitting there because I thought to myself, okay, I have to figure out how to get this thing sanded to a point where it's safe mm -hmm. and usable for whatever purpose that is. Really, I'm just in the practice phase of all this stuff. I have to get good at it before I can say, oh, I want to turn this bottle into that. Because right now, I turn most bottles into garbage. <laughs> well, good thing most bottles just go in the recycling. They were all going to go in the recycling anyway. Well, but there we go. someday, I'll be able to, you know, guarantee every single one of them will be perfect. Hey, don't, don't. Don't recycle that beer bottle. Yeah. I'll make it into a cup for you. A cup. Give me that. So I took my random orbital sander and I clamped it down in a vise so that I have a, uh, a stable thing to press against to use my sander mm -hmm. for, uh, for sanding this down. And it took a while. I started at a pretty beefy grit, which... May or may not be the right thing to do, but I started at like 60 or 80 and I went all the way up to the biggest one that I had in this, which was like 240 and it got it smooth enough. Would you touch your lips to it? Yeah, I did. Okay. So after I rinsed it all out and got all that glass dust out of there, I, uh, I was able to, it's smooth enough. It's not to the point where it's like polished. Uh-huh. So I ordered some more that are wet, dry, wet or dry sanding pads that go up a lot higher. I mean, they go up to like 2000, but they also, you know, fill in right where that other stuff. I uh, like that 2000 grit sandpaper because it's like touching a piece of paper. You're like, <laughs> oh, mm -hmm. well, so that's 2000. Like, I could just rub a piece of paper on this thing. I got a piece of paper I could rub on there. It's not really sandpaper. It's more of a polishing implement. Okay, all right. Okay. Once you get up over, like, 800, you're really just polishing. It just reminded me of, I also cleaned out my garage, cleaned off my desk, my uh, my bench. It had been a, a hot mess. Just mm. five different projects stacked up. Things from Christmas piled up on there. And uh, a friend of mine who lives in town that I got I got to know him on TikTok, he made a video about this awesome Goodwill find of a bar stool, like an adjustable bar. Did you see it out there? No, bar I must have missed chair. it when I walked by. Bar, bar height chair. Uh, 
and it was like 10 bucks and he's like look at this sweet deal i got and i was like oh man i've been wanting one of those for my shop and then he says hey uh turns out it really cuts in on my haunches Mm. he said i sat in that chair for an hour he's a little bit larger wider wider man than i Mm. and he's larger carriage he's got a larger carriage than i and uh he said if you want it i'll come bring it by and he lives not too far away and i said hey you've seen all my tiktok videos how would you like to come look at my wood shop he said oh that'd be great and uh so he came over, and because he was coming over, I had to tidy up. Oh, well, yeah, I tidied up in a hurry, in a hurry, and then he and now I have this awesome adjustable height chair that I can sit in at my workbench while I'm whatever drafting, drawing up my plans for my next project. Is that the kind where it it's like a giant screw and you got to spin it all the way around to get it higher? No, this one's got like the shocks, just like a, oh. a desk chair. Okay. But it goes all the way up to bar height. It, it goes, goes all the way up. All the way up. And it's got a little foot little foot deal and a back to it. Wow. Like a barber's type? Like a yeah. I mean you'll see it when we go out there. All right. And if we if I had that Instagram, I'd take a picture and put it up there. But imagine a black chair, roundish, with a back and a little metal foot foot thing. So I got that. I'm not only finding free stuff on the street, Dan. Now it finds you on the now internet. Now I just mention it and they're like, hey, you want it? I'll come bring it to you. Man. Wow. The life I live is a spectacular one. Who says that TikTok doesn't pay? It doesn't pay. <laughs> but sometimes I get free stuff from it. Like that one time I made a video about applesauce and then the company sent me a box of their applesauce and every single flavor they had. Oh, that was great. Nice. Been some lean time since then. Anyways, Dan, I'm glad that uh, your your shop's getting cleaned up. And what we will be doing is hoping that all of our friends over at their house are having a fun time. If you have any uh, around-the-house things that you've been doing and you want to email them into the show afterworkpod at gmail.com but until next time we'll see y'all next time after work after work